we just want to continue on with what, what, what David stirred last month. And um, we've really tried our best to keep this as a... We don't want our times together to be just all monologue. We want it to be... Um, we want it to be conversational. We want to hear what the Lord is saying to one another. And, and, and just something stirred within us, I suppose, when David uh, just came out with that line, take me back. And, um, and so I've, I ha- I've continued to be struck by that. And as I, as I go through the Old Testament, I cannot help now, but it almost, it's how I see everything now as I go back to the Old Testament. Because the altars that were set up, every time we see that God moved, or there was something that happened, there was a, a Kairos moment, if you like, they set up an altar as a memorial so that they could be able to look back. And it was in looking back at God's past faithfulness that motivated hope for the future. And so that's what we want to do. That's, what, like, that's part of what we, we, we've done that with David's story. We want to do it with, with Puma. It's God's past faithfulness that motivates hope for the future. And we, we set up altars as reminders. And so what we want to do today is, in Puma telling his story, just set, like, let's just set up a bit of an altar here and, 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 and as a reminder of his faithfulness and his goodness and so we uh, in some ways we are we're looking forward David's like encouraging us motivating us as we look forward um, but in some ways we look forward by looking back and trusting in nothing else nothing other than God's character and um, and so that's what these times are about um, and so I, so just to start I, I know that most of us will know Puma but maybe some of us will don't know part of the backstory and so I've asked Puma if he will just tell us a wee bit what it was like Many of us, I don't think any of us, know what it's like to grow up in South America. And so culturally, I think it would just be good for us to know a wee bit about what it was like to grow up. Um, all of that sort of stuff, people, whatever, like, whatever you want, wherever you want to take that, yeah. please feel free. But thanks for doing this, bro. Bless you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, um, as you say, like culturally especially, it is so different. Uh, our culture is very different compared to uh, the European culture. And uh, Northern Irish culture, and you know, but uh, yeah, growing up over there was very. I just had a, a happy childhood. Uh, I was so happy. I I loved my community and neighborhood, um, and as well like school. I loved school. I, I was, uh, you know, I hear people over here saying I hated school when I was. I was like, why people say that? I have heard it so often. I, I everybody loved school back home. And uh, so very, very good uh, neighbors, a sense of community. Um, yeah, I, I just enjoy my childhood. I, I just can't have anything that I can think it was really bad or anything like that. Everything was for everybody. You just needed to go. You didn't need to knock the door, just go into the houses. You, you could eat this day, have lunch in somebody's house. <laughs> like randomly, it wasn't expecting it. You just get in and say, I oh, just have lunch. Yeah, why not? So just have lunch so that that was that was the way it was over there back home so yeah i hope it's all right to tell this story um jenna might be listening but uh whenever you whenever you, you and jenna got married you were just like you were just getting used to i suppose yeah. you're all part you, you said norn irish so you're already part of the <laughs> culture here already but um but i like i was actually so challenged by it the time whenever you had said to jenna you were sitting in the house and said let's go to neil and jude's yeah and yeah. uh and Jenna was like, did you ask? Have you organised it? <laughs> Have you set it up? And I, so, like, yeah, so just you pointing that out, like, it was obviously a really important part of what it was, to, yeah. what, what it was like growing up. With friends, but also with family. I don't know, like for, for example, in, in my case with Jenna, uh, some of their relatives, we, we could 
we see them just at Christmas, which is, for me is just like so bizarre. <laughs> but uh, it's just just different, you know. You get to understand it's a different culture, different uh-huh. way people live, and uh, you know, I, I'm sure that if you go back home, you will see what you do, things like that. Very very different with the yeah. we we do things. Uh, when it comes to interaction between people, I already said about you know um, going to people's houses and even having lunch and stuff like that with no no planning at all. But also people back home, you 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 might find them very nosy. Like for you, for us, it would be normal to ask questions, just mm-hmm. talking and ask questions about everything and anything. Mm-hmm. So uh, for you going there would be like whoa, like this is too much. But uh, you know, again, different cultures are, are like that. And uh, for me, it was a, a big shock for me to, to come. I always say that, and I, I would never get used to it. <laughs> it's just the fact of not knowing your own neighbors and your own, you know, states. It's just for me, it's just like this is so yeah. different to back home. You wouldn't want to get used to that, huh? You wouldn't want to get used I to know, that. I know. <laughs> um, t- 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 just for a moment, tell us about family. To tell about like. Parents, siblings. Yes, uh, lovely, lovely parents. Uh, my my dad passed away already, but my mom still alive. But uh, very, very good parents, loving and um, very um, supporting parents as well. Even though my dad used to uh, leave home about four in the morning and come back at eight at, eight at night. Uh, very hardworking man, uh, but also but always had time for us to. To spend quality time the few few weekends that he was off he we always were doing something so uh, uh, it was very good memories uh, but uh, again like like everybody like uh, i'm sure uh, most of us uh, can relate with the fact that the families are complicated and uh, there's, there's things where you get frustrated by families and their behaviors and their um, different things and um, um, yeah not perfect family, but the, the close family was brilliant. Yeah. My, my, my brothers and sisters were very, very good to me, and, and I was the youngest, so I was the spoiled one. <laughs> Golden <laughs> boy. Uh, yeah. Um, so, Puma, why, like, thanks for doing that, but why, if you could maybe just, um, again, as I've asked, can you point out a few moments for us? So, like, so David, the language that David has used, sort of those Karos moments, those yeah. moments where you look back on, either positively or negatively where you've like experienced a stretching or a growth or a moment where you just yeah. um experienced god and it was really important part of your journey yeah. following jesus i just get amazed by how god um before he, he reaches you or whenever you before even you get to know god for the first time how he start moving pieces and putting even people like key people in your life and it's just whenever you get to know how God works, you look back and you say, wow, this is just amazing. How, how God worked all things for, for, for good and for you know, the outcome that uh, you have. But uh, one of the things that I, in my Christian life, that I, that I was really, um, I would just say a charisma moment, as you say, it was more about realizing about something in my mom. Uh, before I was a Christian, I, I didn't understand why my mom was the way she was. But once I became a Christian, I, I sort of started to understand why she was like that. 
For example, I, I never understood, like my mom went through many things, like really bad things, and how she kept that uh, same attitude mm. of forgiving. I was like, many people are doing these things to you, and I just couldn't understand, but it's just whenever I start to, you know, to learn more about Jesus and how he was forgiven, just like, oh, right, you start looking at, wow, this is just amazing. That's how I always talk about my mom as my, my main, what do you call, example of, of, of a good Christian. I, I know it may have been biased because it's my mom, but uh, it's just, uh, <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable how through many situations in family, things that my dad maybe did, um, that I just like, I don't know how you <laughs> were just so forgiven, and it was amazing. Mm. So, yeah, that was one of the things. And uh, as I said, um, how God um, put people in my life um, to reach me as well. Uh, people who, to this day, are very good friends of mine, and they're very, very close to me. And um, sometimes I just um, think about my life and I just cannot believe that I'm here. And I, from all places in the world, a guy from Venezuela coming here and living over here, it's just mind-blowing as well. And what, all the things that uh, play a part for that to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, somebody in university was very key to talk to me about God and just I knew about it because my mom was a Christian all of her life, but it was different with him, and it was such a, a, a good influence to me, and then he started to tell me about God, and I just saw the way he lived, and it was different, it was something different about him. And then getting to know people in this um, missionary organization, and they randomly not met a guy, and then he told me about the, this, organization that was at the east of the city and then started to go there. Then when I was there, I met Nigel and then Nigel came in touch with people over here. And then it's just how things, then I, I came here and then marry kids and it's mind blowing how God uh, mm -hmm. just do things in your life that you don't realize. But when I, you look back, it's just like how God was in all them things. Yeah. Take a uh, find something. You know? I, I'm, uh, I'm challenged listening to you, Puma, because I'm, I think that in some ways the church or, the, or like the world of evangelical Christianity would become mm -hmm. so reliant on um, winning people with our good preaches or yeah. good events or good programs. But hearing you, and actually if we were to go around the room, I wonder how many of us have been, have been drawn in because of what was being modeled. Mm. And, that, and so that, like, that is beautiful, that that is part of your story. Yeah. But what a challenge for us as well. Yeah. That, that's how we're going to... like. As David talked to us about the about the young people, I don't think we're going to win. I don't even know if I'm comfortable with saying that language "win," as if there's some sort of competition. Mm. But like, how we're going to impact this place? It's probably not going to be in yeah. doing our, our best ten-minute epilogue. It's probably going to be in modelling yeah. forgiveness yeah. and humility and sacrifice and what it is to lay down our lives for for Jesus, you know. And so to hear you talk about that is so key to your yeah. story that like your mom and right, right the way through is it's yeah. beautiful but it's real I feel challenged by that this morning but yeah one of the things that, like asking my mom um like even recently uh, we had a, a, a situation with a family member and it was a really stressful thing and uh, 
it really annoyed me because I know that I was annoying my mom, but every time I was talking to her, she was like, no, you know, like God, God's in control. Just give it, give it to, to him, to his hands. So I, I always pray for them that they, they will change their mind. So it was always that constancy in her. It's just unbelievable how, I don't know how she does it. And then one of the things that I, I also, um, was incredible for me was the fact that uh, she was never allowed to go to church while my dad was uh, alive. Uh, and how she, she kept the faith is just something that I cannot understand because we understand the importance of church and the community in church and how she did it. I, to this day, I don't know how, it, but uh, she, she managed to, to keep the faith and to, to keep going and to, until this day. And it's just her, her faith is strong as a rock. It's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it's amazing. So um, yeah, powerful. Good. Um, so so David took us a wee bit to where he finds himself. Sorry, where he finds himself now. Um, so like without pushing too hard, like where where like what are you feeling now, or where like what do you feel like God's doing now, or what do you think He's molding and shaping at the yeah, moment? Yeah, I think that I'm, I'm I'm just coming back to to trying to to look back and and those first days, those first years, because uh, I just know in the place that I, I, I should be. I just, I'm not there. And uh, it's been really hard, you know, so, yeah. It's been a struggle for me uh, just to, in a way it's been like, um, understanding that God is faithful and that he still loved me. But uh, it is sad the fact that, um, I know what I was supposed to be, you know, spiritually. Yeah. And as the, so I, like I identify with that Puma. So like the, the good thing is that you're, so you're not on your own when it comes to that. I think like, again, if we go around the room, ask everybody to come up and sit here. Like I am sure that, that, that many would identify with that experience. And, um, and, and so, so we want to do these times where like you're, if you're willing, like when you're willing to be vulnerable, it's, it's beautiful. I, I, I sense it. There's, vulnerability shifts something in the atmosphere, I think. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so when you're willing to do that, I think there's permission for others just to say, yes, that, like, that's where I find myself. And, um, and so that for me, that's to go back to where, where David, when, so when David, when David brought that to us last month, for me, it became really important because I'm like you, I'm like, God, I've, I'm finding this season a challenge. I'm finding it a struggle. Like, where's, where's the way out of this? It feels like foggy. It felt like misty. But there was yeah. something about going back. There was something about going back that felt like I had to go back. Like, it, yeah. it was, whether it was even in the stories of scripture or the stories of my own life or the stories of, of people that, that we know, just in order to look forward, I'm going to have to look back and trust nothing other yeah. than the goodness and the character and the That's kindness right. of God. Yeah. Um, I think that that book, the word, in the book club which just came in the perfect time because mm. it was something I've been so related to uh, but it, because it hasn't been a, a, um, for a lack of trying which is the frustrating part totally. do you know what I mean totally. uh, but um, yeah I just I just have to relate that God is faithful and he is I'm still in his hands and mm. he will bring me back yeah. and in some way you know and I don't know yeah you're sorry you remind me of Psalm 136 I read Psalm 136 last night uh, no big spiritual reason, just because it was the next psalm in my reading plan. But um, Psalm 136 is literally the psalmist going back over the story. 
And it's f- like sometimes I get the Psalm 100. Yeah. I f- feel like I've been to Psalm 136 before, and it's like it's so repetitive. There's times like I like I whistle through it because it's like one line is love endures forever. Another, oh my goodness, how many more times do I have to read his love? <laughs> but like last, whatever happened last night, it was like, I read it, it was his, his faithful covenant love endures forever. And so no matter what part of the story the, the psalmist yeah. was going through, whether it was like the most painful of times in the, in the story of the people of God, mm-hmm. his love endures forever, whether it was the mo- moment of greatest celebration, not like his faithful covenant love endures forever. Yeah. And there's a N.T. Wright, has a, has a, uh, his own translation, and um, he said that his, his commitment is permanent. And for whatever reason, I just like just like just lent on that for a while last night, just like uh, because we can we can be really hard on ourselves. Like yeah. I don't know if you're if you're like you can be really hard on yourself, and you'd be like, how can I be here whenever like years ago, like a few years ago I was there? Yeah, I but but there's something time. beautiful about his commitment to me is permanent. His faithful yeah, love toward uh, me like has not changed it endures forever mm-hmm. and so there's something about going back and like reminding myself of that that gives me hope for the future because i'm just reliant on his character i'm not reliant on like yeah. what i've done or anything about me i'm reliant so totally on yeah. his on his character you know one of the things that david said at the, at the start of the, the, uh, the church was uh, like worshiping god no matter what way you feel and that's how i found myself lately it's just it's just the reality that he is who he is and he deserves uh, the praise no matter if I feel down or not. Yeah, yeah. Right. He's, he's my God and yeah. he just deserves it. So good. So.